I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There is the music. We're underway. Cool Button Hockey Podcast, episode 77, Mr. Craig Button. Episode 77, I guess we could say Ray Bork if we wanted to. It was a special moment when in 2001, Ray Bork received the Stanley Cup from Joe Sackick and, of course, then ended his Hall of Fame career. That was a long time ago. Well, Joe Sackick held the cup up again. He said it was a little heavier. Maybe he was a little weaker. The best team did win. Big picture overall, 16-4. and four. They did it with, you know, not Hall of Fame goaltending. What takeaways will you have from the spring of 2022 and this Avalanche team? My takeaways begin in 2017. They were the worst team in the league. And up to that point in time, nobody in the post-lockout era had ever had a worse record and points percentage everything. And, you know, that was, you know, Patrick Waugh had left. Jared Bednar came in. The first stake in the ground by, by Joe Sackick was on Jared Bednar. He said, you're my coach. We'll have a better team. But all oh, that change him. I mean, he came in under very, very difficult circumstances. And Joe said, you're my coach. And now, six years later, we're talking about a Stanley Cup winning coach. And he's like, you think about what East Coast Hockey League Championship, American Hockey League Championship, now NHL Championship. So, so you start from that point on, right? And you start to think about what he did and what he learned. And, you know, the worst team in the league in 2017. And now five years later, they're, they're, they're Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, they drafted McKinnon in 2013 and they drafted Landis Cog in 2011. So you start to look at how you build. Joe did it systematically. He did it methodically. And it's Kadri. It's Devin, Devon Taze. It's Kemper. It's Josh Manson. You, it's Cogliano. It, you, you start to Darren Helm. You look at all the pieces. They're all critically important. Who knew it? Who knows it better? All those critical pieces to winning than Joe Sackett. And boy, did he do a fan. Five years. I'll tell you what. A lot of other teams that have been in rebuild mode for a lot longer should take a good, long, hard look at what Colorado did and realize, number one, oh boy, okay, that's that's a template. You know, it's not copycat, it's a template. And they better realistically look at their own teams and realize maybe we're further away than closer. <laughs> Is the element of speed 
faster, fastest? Is it a game changer? Like when you look at Colorado, I like to look at teams and then you start looking at their fourth line. They brought in Cogliano, uh, brought in Helm, but had Helm. Uh, Nicholas Obey-Kubel or uh, Nico Stern brought in. But there isn't, say, a, a Patrick Maroon, who's had tremendous success, obviously, in the last few years and was praised even by John Cooper with the, the Game 5 win. Or Corey Perry, if you look at other teams, the Rangers have a Ryan Reeves, although he didn't play late. So sometimes when I look at the team and maybe the either strength, Islanders or underbelly about speed, and, and the Avs had a lot of service, more than serviceable fourth line players. So you talk about the template. Does this change and make it more Red Wings like when the Red Wings said, we're not, we don't need any tough guys, can't skate on our fourth line? So is that, some of the template that you're talking about and the future copycatting then? Well, a template doesn't just have one element. It has many elements. So you touched on a number of those elements, you know, and like there's not one right way to win, but there are elements that you need to win. Okay. You need size on your blue line. You can't win with a smallish blue line or a, a, a blue line that doesn't have some bigger players. Eric Johnson didn't play last year. He wasn't able to play. That hurts the uh, Colorado Avalanche. They add Josh Manson. It helps the Colorado Avalanche. It helps McCarr and Taze and, uh, you know, the uh, Bowen and Byram. It, it, it helped, like, you, if you think you're going to win with a, with a blue line that doesn't have size on it, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. You, it's just not going to happen. You know, the, the, you look at the uh, Detroit Red Wings and, and what they won with and how they won. Go look at their blue line. Like, I mean, yeah, they had speed. Go look at how they had heavy players throughout their lineup. Marty LaPointe, you know, Darren McCarty, Chris Draper, Kirk Maltby. And, you know, competitiveness and toughness isn't about, you know, throwing down your gloves and fighting. Competitiveness and toughness is staying in the fight, staying in the battle. You don't think Joe Sackick wasn't incredibly tough? You don't think that Mikko Rantanen and Niazem Kadri and Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, they're tough. They're hard. And you go look at other teams and start asking yourself, who do they have? Steven Stamkos talked about, we have a core. We have a core that's been to the Stanley Cup final four times since 2015. Like, I'm telling you, a lot of other teams that think they're close, in my view, oh boy, they're not as close as they may think. And some of the favorites that'll show up on the odds boards to win the Stanley Cup. I'm specifically talking about those teams. And you know what? When I talk about a template, you better have a balance. And so Joe looks at it and goes, okay, we have this. They signed Logan O'Connor as a college free agent. Logan O'Connor had a big bite of their team, along with Darren Helm, along with Andrew Cogliano, who they acquired. You know, you think about JT Confer. You know, they traded Ryan O'Reilly. He came over in the, in the, in the, in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. So this is not a build of just one day or one year. It's, and that's why I go all the way back to 2017. You need a lot of different elements. I'll be straightforward. They don't win without Eric Johnson and Josh Manson. They don't win. They don't win. No way. And we can talk about Hall of Fame goal. There's been a number of goaltenders over the course of history in the National Hockey League that have won Stanley Cups that weren't Hall of Fame goalies. <laughs> and it'll happen in the future. He had to make a big decision on that. Philip Grubauer was a Vezina Trophy finalist last year. Joe said, hmm, I think we might need an upgrade. Whoa, Darcy Kemper. He's an upgrade on Philip Grubauer. 
It's not one he, thing, Steve. It's never one thing. You better understand. You know what? You're a cook. You're a chef. Okay. I know you put together some pretty good dishes. You got too much of one thing and not enough of another. It's going to taste like garbage. <laughs> Same thing with a hockey team. And it might, might have semblance of a taste. Oh, it's not bad. Oh, I need a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. That's when I say about the template, the recipe, they better watch five years, five years, Steve. If the goaltending is anti Niemi like, and if the team is that good up front with so many elements like the Hawks were or the Hawks defense of 2010, then the better your team, the less you need to have Hashik or Shesterkin or, or you name it, right? Or Ken Dryden standing on his head. Didn't Ken say the most important cup was for him 71 because that's when they needed me. That's when they really needed me. And as we went along, they probably needed me really less and that was in, you know, his great book, Home Game. And I and I look at this team, and you talk about the defense. And when the playoffs started, and I went all the way down to Curtis McDermott because we didn't have Ryan Murray. And you went, wow. And then they lost Gerard, And that's where Jack Johnson went in in his kind of role. But don't be fooled when you see people slotted. Here's our lineup. Taves, McCarr, Johnson, Manson, Johnson, Byram, because clearly Bo was the number three. And those three elite defensemen, then with the other tough guys that you mentioned, and that's with Gerard out, that's that's special. That allows you not have to make 49 saves and give up 10 breakaways. And when I watched the end of the second and the third, Colorado, they didn't, I heard somebody say, what great defense. They had the puck. They didn't gain center and chip it in and retreat. They didn't line up in a 1-3-1. One, one. They didn't say, oh, my God, oh, my. No, no. They went at Tampa. And when John Cooper said in the post-game press conference, in the end, we ran out of gas. They did, but Colorado was siphoning gas from the Tampa Bay gas tank. <laughs> and they were. And they were. And I had the two best chances, Kucherov on an early two-on-one shot at wide, uh-huh. And then Kucherov at 625. I know you marked it in your notes on the clock. One timer and Kemper had to make that save and he did. That's it, baby. That's it. And with so many elements, some of which we'll talk about now that can't come back, that better come back, that won't come back. It, you wanted to start. I said, where do you start? And you said 2017 because a lot of other people would have walked in and I'm going to guess there was no Bednar, Sakic, you know, Kelly Cup, connection I'm, I'm assuming in the organization and the calder cup it's different and then you say forget 48 points and a lot of people need their own guy and however but it could have ended quickly there and he's such a likable guy too I, I mean if you didn't know much about him i guess in the in the interview and he's not raw raw he's just real saskatchewan farmer type for and i don't know if he is a farmer i'm just saying he's just as as real as the day is long and that conversation's about let's building this and the way you added it, like layers or pancakes or shingles, and we and we do that. And obviously, every time a team wins, it's easier. Oh, this worked out. But JT Comfer, oh, I have to go up the lineup. McKinnon's hurt. Kadri goes up the lineup. Kadri's now out. Burakovsky's now out. You All these in, 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 uh, shingles and elements, of which Tampa showed us the last three years, but they just couldn't overcome Braden Point and then Sorelli and everything else. So I, I look at it, you better have, and I think you talked to me about this, Toughness is the Sedins in the corner taking the puck to the net. That's toughness. 
circling in, staying wide, on the perimeter, on the outside, back to the point. Don't go to the front of that. That's not tough. That's not tough. Just fighting in the corner is one thing. But, you know, Tom Wilson, God love him. Everybody would love to have him. He does it all. He'll body check. He'll go to the front of the net. He'll do all that kind of stuff. But he's he's a one of a kind. Toughness is cutting your shoulder, Cogliano going to the net. Toughness is blocking a shot with a broken hand. With a broken hand! Like, that's what it is. And we saw it from both of these teams. Kudos to the lightning run for really paying the price. And all those elements that you mentioned, Joe Sackett put together with Christmas McFarland that I'm told deserves a lot of credit in, in Colorado as well. But who, who realistically can stay now, Craig, who realistically will have to like, I think Manson's just a rental, right? Well, I don't, I don't know that. And so what I will say, I, I, I just want to go a little bit back quickly here too. The Colorado Avalanche had nine NHL defensemen on the roster. Yeah. Okay. So like, obviously when the playoffs started, Jack Johnson, Ryan Murray, and Curtis McDermott were seven, eight, nine. Well, when Sam Gerard went out, who went in was Jack Johnson. So he was the seventh guy. The, the, like, so you had depth. He trades for Nico Sturm. He, you know, you have players that, that, that can step on. He picks up Nikolai Obey-Kubel on waivers. Just think about all the different things that, that, that you do over time. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, their template is terrific too. And I said, you better watch their template. Yeah, you have Hedman. But you have McDonough and Chernak and Sergeant, like you know, Ruta. Like, don't like, those guys are all incredibly important. And, and Julian knows it and John knows it. So when I look at and, and just quickly, and, and you brought up Chris McFarland. So Chris McFarland worked in Columbus. He knew Jared Bednar. And this is the beautiful thing about Joe Sackick. And Joe Sackick doesn't have to be the all-knowing, all I'm the person. Chris, what do you think? Well, they hired Jared Bednar. Patrick leaves in August of 2016 option leaves. Okay. Took his ball and said, I'm not playing in the sandbox anymore. He left, left. He quit. That's let's be straightforward here. Didn't like it. So now they got to find a coach. Well, you turn to Chris McFarland, Chris, you know, what about oh, I, I, Jared's one. I think he could be really good. Why don't we give him a chance? Blah, blah, blah. Joe listens. Joe understands. He's not all about, he listens to people. He understands what he knows. He knows what he believes in, but he also listens to people. He also listens to what other people are telling him. That's a great leader. I worked for Bob Gainey. Bob Gainey was never worried about being right for himself. He wanted to be right for the team. That's Joe Sackick. So now you ask me about who's going to go. So say, so you say, no, Joe, Josh Manson. I don't know that. You know, I know this. Again, you talk about a template. So what becomes important? Do they have another player? Keep in mind, Steve, they traded two right shot defensemen to acquire number one, Josh Manson. They traded Drew Hellison. And then they traded Justin Barron to acquire Arturi Lekkonen, who scored the Stanley Cup winning goal. So, like, they're not flush in right shot defensemen. <laughs> okay? And, and the extra defensemen I just named are all left shot defensemen. I wouldn't sit down here and say Josh Manson isn't coming back to Colorado Avalanche. I'll tell you this. It's like Eric Chernak. I think Josh Manson is a big part of the success. And remember, Eric Johnson's a little bit older. Eric Johnson has one year left on his contract. <laughs> you know what? You could be left without two of those guys in, in, in the come a year's time. I'm finding every way I can to keep Josh Manson if it's me. <laughs> every way possible every way possible. Nazem Kadri, 
I think there's going to be massive interest in Nazem Kadri. I think there is. And so, uh, uh, you know, the interest he's going to, uh, you know, draw along with Larry Nachushkin, they may become casualties of the salary cap and the situation. Th 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 that's what I see as potential. It's me. I'm doing everything. Josh Manson's my number one priority. Okay, so and that's nothing against. It's nothing against Naz. It's nothing yeah. against Nachushkin. I but I just think the interest and in the and the salary that they can get. I mean, Nachushkin's 27 years old. Like I mean, so who won't sign him to a five, six, seven year contract at, at significant dollars and what he brings. And Nazem Kadri is a young player that's got lots of game left in him. Who wouldn't give him a five, six year contract? A lot of money. So I think that that becomes a defining factor. People are going to want Josh Manson, but number one, remember, I put it in line with Eric Johnson. Try winning without those two guys. Try it. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> well, if they, if they lose Manson and then next year lose Johnson, then there's holes and a certain style of their defense that they probably have too much of. So the realism of keeping Manson might be starting with a Samuel Gerrard trade. And he has value. He has a $5 million plus contract. That opens up stuff to either take a run at Kadri or Nachushkin or at least start with Manson. Because then if you go into next year, as an example, and you've got seven and eight, Manson and Byram, because Byram's moving up in the... But you're, but you're going to have Eric Johnson do next year. Yeah, and so Eric will be my third pair, and then a Ryan Murray, whoever you want to fill that spot out. Like, Bull Byram isn't starting as this on a 5-6. So Byram no. goes up to Jack Johnson's spot. If I've traded Samuel Gerrard to open up money, then that brings me back Manson, and then I have to think about, you know, goaltending. I have to think about Kadri Nachushkin, or do I move JT Confer up to the second-line center spot? Do we work around that way? I mean... The team we saw now can't clearly be the team that's back on Canadian Thanksgiving, right, Craig? Like that, there's not enough math to go around here, right? No, and, and every team has to change. Championship teams have, but, but I'll, I'll go back to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So l l let's say, Steve, that they make a decision and they go, you know what? We need to keep two of Yanni Gord, uh, uh, Blake Coleman, or Barkley Goodrell. Let's just say they go that down that path and they said we're going to keep two of those three guys but we're going to we're going to move Chernak and we're going to move uh Sergachev. okay just uh, I'm just picking out two names we're going to keep McDonough and Hedman and you know good luck trying to win if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning without Chernak and Sergachev. good luck good luck they showed it's not that they I'm not diminishing Gord or Coleman or Goodrow you can't win without those types of defensemen like Kadri's a good player. You can't win without Eric Johnson and, and Josh. The Colorado Avalanche proved that in the past. They couldn't win without those guys. So you're going to go try now to try to win without them? They're unique players. They're necessary players for championship wins. You need them. Because I'll tell you what, if they don't have those guys, opponents are going to just beat up on eight and seven and four. Good luck. They, they have money to spend, right? They, they, they have money to spend. So do they go to the Helms and Coglianos and give them the, the Jason Spezza discounts? Do you want to come back for a million? Do you want to come back for a million? 
Do they want them to come back for a million? You talk about in the system. Does that mean Alex Newhook slides higher up in the lineup? Um, Darcy well, he's Kemper. a center, Steve. Like he's a center, Newhook. He's a okay. natural center. I know we saw him play the wing, but like he's just gone through an incredible experience. So th- th- does he become somebody that can take on a greater role? Remember too, with salary cap room, and and, and the reason I I interjected here is is because you know so you, you get an opportunity, and this is what Tampa Bay did. They didn't try to replace Goodrow Coleman and and uh, and and uh, Gord in the summer of 2021. They said, okay, let's see what we got. Let's see what else the other players can do. Trade let's see what Taylor, let's yeah. see what Taylor Radish can do. Let's so now, so now you're evaluating because you know you have such a great core. You're not gonna you're not, you're not fighting for a playoff spot. You're trying to figure out what's gonna give us a chance to win again. Well, that's exactly where Colorado finds themselves. Exactly. So, like, so now, okay, what, what can Alex Newhook do? Right? You know, could Nikolai Obey Kubel, you know, if they resign, what can he do? And then you evaluate over, like over a period of time, okay, they can do it or they can't do it, or we need more of this. And, you know, that's what Tampa Bay did. So you, you want to keep your Billy English, who I worked with for a long time, I was used to use them. You want to keep your powder dry <laughs> because you're keeping your powder dry gives you cap flexibility. It also gives you an opportunity to evaluate players. Let's see what they can do in October and November. You know what? Brandon Hagel came over at the deadline. Nick Paul came over at the deadline. Like, just go look at what they added and how they went about their business. It wasn't about the summer of 2021. We're going to evaluate. I think Colorado's yeah, uh, in the same spot. Yeah, and what Julian Breesbois did to take his time to restock his third line was one of the reasons why the team dropped in Kucherov's injury to third. And then they, after keeping their powder dry, they put it in the gun, and then they shot a few bullets. And those bullets included getting Hagel and getting Paul and getting better. And then they used the bullets on, well, Toronto, uh, Florida, <laughs> uh, the Rangers. And they, they were running out of bullets with the point injury and some other things. And they went up against a, a master general and tactician in, yeah. in, as well. So in terms of order, you say Manson. So the fans who are listening who are hockey fans or, or, or abs fans. So what's realistic with Manson? Five times five? No, I, I, I mean, yeah, like, you know, you you evaluate the whole thing, right? Like, I don't know if it's five. I don't know if it's five times five. I don't know if it's four times five. I don't know if it's four point five times five or whatever, right? But he's a priority to me. So you. Oh, I know, I know, I know, but I know, I know, but but the money parameters, it doesn't matter. Like so, so yeah, but like Jack Campbell's going to get five. Jack Campbell, the belief is five and a half in New Jersey. Okay, me and you may or may not have a, a point. That's fine. We know who the guys are, and we know there's a lot of work to do. But if it starts with Manson and then it goes to Kemper, like I say to you, if you say, no, no, Darcy wants six times six, and then I say, oh, we have to reevaluate that. Can we do what we want to do with Manson at five times five and Kemper at six times six in a capped world where they've already won their cop that these guys could disperse? Kemper might say, ah, I'm not doing that. I'm going to the Oilers. And Nachushkin says, I'm not doing that. I'm going to the Capitals. And Burakovsky says, I'm not doing that. I'm going to Seattle. And all the, there's a lot of money to be spent by the Red Wings have space. There's, there's space out there. So with Colorado, how do they keep this together? They got money to spend. Could they give Kadri eight and a half over seven? Would you give Kadri eight? No and a half? way. Not a chance. Not okay. a chance. Not a chance. 
He's not. Is he going to get it? Is he going to get it though? Wait a sec. I don't know. I know this going through a lot of negotiations. You start off with a number and in free agency, that number can escalate real quickly, real quickly. And your best predictions can sometimes just go right out the window. And, and, and so now what you got to be able to do, Steve, is you got to be able to adjust. You got to say, okay, what does that mean? You know, you talk about many different scenarios that they're working with. Trust me, you're working with many. So you go in and you talk to Josh Manson, you talk to Nazareth, whoever you, it's like, they like, but then you come to a realization at, as players go, well, I want to try it. I want to hear what they're at. Like, you know, we're hearing numbers. We hear numbers, right? Like all of a sudden there's seven teams after Josh Manson and you go, well, we could get five times five. His agent goes, you know what? I think there's more, more out there for you. All of a sudden somebody puts big, more money on the table and you go, okay, so what does this mean? Like, do, do we keep Josh at that dollars? What does it mean long-term? Like, you know, Leon Dreisaitl makes $8.5 million. Now, obviously he's underpaid. Okay. Obviously he's underpaid. Nazem Kadri to me is a really good second line center. He's a 2A, a 2A. You start paying somebody $8.5 million, he better be a 1A. He better be a 1A. That's all I know. And I don't see Naz as 1A. I just don't. So if you want to pay him that, go ahead, pay him. And, and where does he end up going? At eight eight and a half million dollars those are bottom tier teams yeah the flyers give him drew's contract so he's just saying it's bottom tier team with big expectations and like i said i am a big hey go get your money go get it go get it go get your money right like but for the colorado avalanche when you say it can swing significantly quickly in free agency josh manson's a free agent nachushkin's a free agent kemper's a free agent cadre's a free agent so it can swing so all I'm saying is right now, you, you like I don't think your numbers out of whack or anything. I don't go, oh, that's thing. But on on Manson, all I know is you, you got to have your priorities in order, and and then you got to say, here's what we got. And then if it doesn't work, okay, what's 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 plan B? What's plan two uh, B? What's plan three B? And then and then you never want to get to plan C's because if you're into plan C's, you're now going, oh, geez, now what? <laughs> well, what what? is Kemper going to ask for what's realistic now with the money they've got and a lot of holes. You mentioned Manson's your priority one. You think they've already lost. That's what it would be for me. I'm not speaking for that's me. Sorry. That's right. And well, really we only care what you think. And I think so it doesn't (laughs) matter. So Manson won. Okay. I can see the numbers and somebody's going to pay Manson to get old at 36, 37, maybe. Somebody might give him seven years in the last two years our Canada pension plan. And then the apps say, we're not doing that. So, and they don't have another Manson in their system. And we all know where good teams draft. It's, it's, a, it's not high. And those guys drafting this year, those guys aren't playing in the NHL. Maybe this year, well, maybe Slavkovsky can. We'll talk about that in future dates. Shane Wright, probably blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so then do you say, like, if I'm the agent for a 32-year-old Darcy Kemper who's won the cup and you acquired me as a, one year left guy. How do I not start at Jordan Bennington's deal six times six? Would you sign him? Well, that's an age. That's an age. So a couple of things I would say about Darcy is, is Darcy's had some injury issues, but like he doesn't have a lot of, he doesn't have a lot of uh, uh, tire wear on the, on the, on the, or tread wear on the tires. He doesn't, he hasn't played a ton of games. Like, you know, we're not talking somebody that's closing in on 750 NHL games. 
gains played, the stress and everything. So you look at the age, but you also have to look at the tread on the tire. And there's not a lot of tread on Darcy Kemper's tires. You also better look at your team. And I'm not talking about Colorado. You got to better look at your team and go, okay, do we have a team that can support the strengths of Darcy Kemper, right? And, you know, look at what happened with Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer, Colorado is a good defensive team. However they go about it, they're good defensively. Phil Grubauer, yeah, he got his money. He went to Seattle. Great. And I'm like, go, like, it's not, how many players can win, Steve? Not very many. So your so, answer is yes, you give them six times six. Well, well, if I'm the agent and I'm a player and I get, I have a Stanley Cup, I have a world championship gold medal. If I, somebody offers me six times six, uh, that might be pretty hard to say no to. <laughs> Right. Because how many players can legitimately go and win? So you better start taking care of your own financial uh, house. I, I get it. But that's what drives up prices. And that's where Darcy Cameron go. But I, I'm not so sure that if I'm Colorado, I'm giving them six times six. Remember, they have I think they have a really good young goaltender. They're an Antis unit uh, and, and unit. Right. And you, you this and unit. Sorry. Is he ready next year? No. Do I think in two years time we could be looking? So you don't want to block him either because, you know, that could be a goaltender that could be, you know, where you're at down the, in the future. Anyway, bottom line is prices get driven up when, when demand exceeds supply, Adam Smith wrote this years ago in wealth of nations, prices always go up. And when you have Kadri and the Chushkin and Manson and Kemper, there's going to be significant demand. So the numbers you might start with might get blown out of the water real quick. <laughs> Tampa Bay still to come. Some silly season notes. Uh, that's how the 2022 Cup was won. What about 2023? Time now for KB on Ice. KB on Ice. Brought to you by our friends at Sports Interaction. Sports Interaction is Canada Sportsbook 19 plus play responsibly. The cup is handed out and the 2023 cup odds are out. You've seen the list. What do you agree, disagree with? And if you're going to lay down some sazich on sports interaction, who do you pick? Well, I mean, why wouldn't you pick the Colorado Avalanche? Like, why wouldn't you, right? Like, it'd be the same reason why, why wouldn't you pick the Tampa Bay Lightning? Well, I mean, there's reasons to you would pick them, but there's reasons you wouldn't pick them. We didn't know how Tampa Bay would come back without Gord, Coleman, and Goodrow. You know, we don't know where Kemper's going. We don't know where Kadri's going. We don't know where Josh Manson's going. Oh, by the way, pretty significant players. So we look at the odds, like, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs, we don't even know who their goalie is. They haven't won a playoff round in, like, forever, right? You know, I loved what Steven Stamkos said last night post-game about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I wouldn't bet against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So if you want to ask me where I sit right on this, because there's going to be a lot changing. Okay, let's keep that in mind. But on this day, I wouldn't bet against Tampa Bay and Colorado playing for the Cup next year as well. And that's the smart money. That's why those teams are one in three on the odds. I'm just going to say, because I like to go to the track and I look on the board, I look on the board and I see Calgary 18 to 1 or Vegas 14 to 1. So for me, I might say I hope Goodrow and Kachuk get their stuff settled. I hope that even Robin Leonard can stop a pucker. Who knows? Maybe by this time next year, Logan Thompson's the new Cam Ward. So for me, folks, if you want to learn on the long shot, 18 to 1, 14 to 1 is a smarter money than I think the Leafs at 8 to 1. If you're asking me, 
And you are, because this is Sports Interaction, the most competitive odds. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out, and you will if the Flames win the Cup. Join now and see what sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod. That's sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod. 19 plus. Play and win responsibly. Steve Stamkos says they'll be back. They'll be back. Talk about a core. Young enough and good enough. Stamkos, Hedman. Talk about Sergachev, McDonough, Vasilevsky, right? People were shocked to see Vasilevsky's age as it relates to Igor Shosturkin. They thought Vasi was 30 and Igor was 20. And they're basically, what, a year apart. Yeah. Uh, up front, okay, maybe Kalorn's starting to show his age. They brought in Hagel. They'll have to make a Nick Paul decision. Still have Kucherov. Palat. Oh, Andre Palat. So the rape and pillaging might go on with Avalanche players because they could lose. We just said it last segment. They could lose them all from Manson to Kemper to Nachushkin to Kadri. Oh, that you, I don't know if you can recover from that. However, is it all about Andre Palat? Isn't he the glue, the straw that stirs the drink per se in Tampa? Priority number one for me. I just talked about Josh Manson would be my priority in Colorado. And Andre Pallad is a unique player. Do I think it should be a long-term contract? No, I don't. I think it should be, you find a way to get a reasonable term at, at, at uh, commensurate dollars. Like, honestly, Steve, if, if, if Andre Pallad wants a six-year deal, unless it's $2 million a year, <laughs> Andre, thanks for your contributions. We're moving on. But if we're going to talk about a three-year deal and, and we'll pay you $6 million a year or $6.5 million a year. Remember, Andre Palat's a really good player, but we be, be careful about starting to, uh, with, with a salary cap, overpaying players. And, and I know how valuable he is and you pay for that, right? Term to me is the key with Andre Palat. That's key for me. That's key for me. I think he's a really important player and I want him. And I'm sitting down and we're talking about what it takes to get you done. But I, 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 I'm going to go back to the same conversation I had. You know, Andre Palat's won two Stanley Cups. He's had massive success. Somebody puts a, a, a banknotes in front of him that said, oh, my Lord, like, you know, this is unbelievable. How do you say no, Steve? How do you say no? This whole, like, this whole idea about, like, you know, hometown discounts. And, like, you know, you think about, like, it's a term that's often used. What is a hometown discount? You know, what I would say is it's, this is my the, the definition of it. It's somebody that really wants to be somewhere. He realizes that going somewhere else just doesn't make sense for him. Right. Or somebody taking a home down discount is somebody near the end of their career. They're not very good anymore. <laughs> That's how I define the hometown discount. But again, like, do you think Nick Lidstrom wanted to go anywhere? when he was in, when he was 37, 38, 30, he didn't. So he, he said, listen, I'm willing to pay. You're not going to, I'm, I'm going to take this value. And, and Kenny Holland said, we're paying you, but he wasn't taking less, but it was because he wasn't leaving Detroit. People wanted to sign Nick Lidstrom to a lot more money, but he said, I'm not leaving. So if Andre Palat wants to stay to me, I'm going to work on term. We'll pay. I, I have no problem paying, but I'm not paying today's value in four years time when he's not going to have that value. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And I think those are the hard decisions. Bill Belichick always says, 
trade a player a year too soon or let a player go a year too soon rather than a year too late because that's where you run into problems. The, uh, and we just discussed Colorado has more options. Um, they have more options than, and probably more people to put together. So I, I don't know if that's better or worse. Depends how the jigsaw kind of works. And I, I do believe Samuel Gerard being moved and 5 million could help Colorado do some other things that they have Bo Byram. Like there's, there is, how do we say it? Bo is better than Sam. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Bo makes less. Sam is a commodity that can be used. That I think will happen because it has to happen to make it work in Colorado. When I look at Tampa, and they're still good and they still have the core, I try to say, okay, I want to keep Andre Palat. I like my team. A lot of guys are signed. We have no money. Oh, what about Alex Kalorn and a modified no-trade clause at 4.5? Where's Kalorn on the depth chart? He's still a good checker. He's been around a long time. Obviously didn't score. So it seems to me, and I'm a realist, Craig. I'm a hockey realist, the life realist, that a Kalorn, can you help us out, Arizona or somebody else, is something along the lines of clearing up what I would call Palat money or something to do with the future because Tampa's situation is way tighter than Colorado's situation. So the core will be back, but something's got to give. Am I on the right track? Well, Platt already is making significant dollars. Let's not forget, Andre Platt's not making $2 million and he needs to go to $6 million. He's just under $6 million cap hit. So it's not like you got to clear out this massive amount of money to get Platt signed, okay? But start looking down the road. Start looking at what it means with, with uh, Mikhail Sergachev. What does it mean for Mikhail Sergachev? See, this is the other challenge that when you're looking at your salary cap, and I'll go back to Colorado, Steve, is that, okay, Nathan McKinnon's coming up here pretty quick. <laughs> what are you going to pay him? Bowen Byron will be coming out of entry level. What are you going to pay him? Yeah, they have McCarr done. Okay, Dev Devontae's comes over in a nice deal, signs a four-year deal. Where are you going to be? At? So you're looking at, you, you signed Landeskog long-term. You got Anton and signed long-term, right? So you have these players, but Byram's coming up. Like he's coming, he'll be coming out of entry level. And then you, and then you have Nathan McKinnon coming up. So you're not just managing for this summer. You're looking forward to, to, to the years too, right? So like, again, like, I think one of the benefits for the, for the Tampa Bay Lightning is if you look at Andre Palat, and this is my view of it, is that you're looking at Andre Palat. He's been, I think his, his cap hit, his uh, salary has been commensurate pretty much along the lines of his contributions. So, okay. Is there a bump there? Yeah, I think there's a bump there, but it's not a big bump here. We're talking about in my view. And if it is, and Andre wants to God bless you, Andre. <laughs> go for it, right? Like, you know, go for it. But if you want to stay, here's where we're at. And I think that that makes it a little bit easier with Palat. I'm not so sure, you know, obviously you're going to look at different areas of your team. You asked about Alex Kalorn, but I don't think moving Alex Kalorn is, is, is essential to keeping Andre Palat. I think, it, I think it's about where you get other cap flexibility in other areas of your team, potentially. Maybe it's Nick Paul right you know where does that fit in but you have to look at it overall new like where i look at it on the macro level not just the micro level 
Well, I, I, I did look at it, and there's not room for all three of them. Yeah. There's, not, there's, so, there's not room. So then Nick Paul is going to get paid somewhere else, and that's the reason we have sharing the wealth in this system. So if Paul leaves and Kadri leaves and Nachushkin leaves and Manson leaves and Kemper leaves and Palat leaves, and that's a lot of players spread around the league, and these two teams are worse and we could argue losing Palat by himself is a significant shot to the Lightning. And those guys leave in Colorado. So guess what? They all leave. Those teams are one in three on my sports interaction odds to win the cup next year. It throws this whole thing out of whack, my friend. Like I this is common. 100%. And the dinosaurs are, in tr- they're looking up saying that like this changes everything and where these guys if all these guys go to teams that are already the flyers the devils the red wings the teams with money who aren't very good now you start looking around saying carolina's very happy today carolina looks around and goes we just got better by waking up and getting out of bed you know so i i and i the i because they already got their goalies already got their defense they already got most of the like they already got their core i'm saying so i this is very, you talk about the silly season. This gets silly. And Steve Stamkos make eight and a half. He took a home down discount. He has the Florida state tax or lack thereof it income tax situation. So he, so Tampa's used and squeezed everything they possibly could out of their own fortune. How these teams look on September 15th, October 15th, but more importantly, March 1st, I get it. They've got time, but what they don't have is anything higher than 82.5 FM. That will not change. And, and it won't, and you're right. And we can and we can and we can say, you know, if they lose all of them, well, yeah, it's pretty simple to say they're not going to be as good. Yeah, we, we know that. But those are the decisions you have to make. That's why when I talk about priorities and I try to lead it out to what you're trying to do with respect to you got to keep other things in mind. It's it's next year. Players coming out of entry-level, players coming out of restricted free agency. You know, where is your money? So, you know, when we talk about when I talk about term and you talk about you, you're right. Listen, Julie, Julian Breesbaugh just went through it. He 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 loves Yanni Gord. He loves Barkley Goudreau. He loves Blake Coleman. He knew he couldn't keep them. And that's going to be a reality for him again. And that's why I keep going back. 82.5. What are your priorities? Because it's not like, okay. Here's what we got for you, 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 and you. We got it. We got it all done. It's not the Detroit Red Wings of 2002. Okay. <laughs> this is a whole different animal, but that's where the priorities are. Everything you talk about is realistic, and you're right. So we set odds now. We don't know. That brings us to final thoughts ultimatehockeyfans.com, ultimatehockeyfans.com forward slash cool button pod for our discount on ceiling fans, puck light fixtures. Final thoughts. Read the exclusive article on Friday, uh, Tim Campbell with Barry Trotz. Barry, for personal reasons, not going to coach this year. So what that means for Winnipeg now is that Jim Montgomery feels like Jeff Halpern, maybe to Detroit, David Quinn to Boston. Who knows? But we're we're dwindling in the goalie or the coaching carousel, but the rest of the silly season, now I do believe the front and center story will be UFA and where some of the goalies might end up, Craig. That's my final thought. This thing is just heating up. 
Yeah, just like summer. You want summer to heat up, right? And that's exactly what's happening here. And you know, it begins now. And like, yeah, we have a we have a new Stanley Cup champion. And you know, but the other teams have been working. The other teams have been working and leading into the draft and into free agency, there's gonna be a lot happening because teams are looking and going, what do we gotta do? What do we gotta do to create cap space? Oh, Steve, there'll be a lot, a lot of things on the grill. Some will flame up hot. Some might not cook as much, but there'll be a lot on that grill. This is really, Craig, where the general managers earn their sizich. Like, this is it. This is the pro or the amateur scouting to go get you, well, not your Stamkoses, but, you know, your Kucherovs, your Sorelli, further down the dead, different guys. We believe in Vasilevsky, first round, yes, all that kind of stuff. But now, managing the money, who do we like? Who can we get? We want a Mercedes, but we need a Ford F-150. Mr. Button, this is late June, episode 77. We have, it's not, it's, 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 it's in three weeks. The dust will all be settled and we will we'll be looking where certain teams are at. I'll tell you right now, I want to know if the presidents are paying attention, the presidents of their teams, because I would leave my guy alone, let them do their thing. But then the proof's in the pudding. It's go time and show time. I don't want excuses. I want to be like Tampa. I want to be like Colorado. I want to be like the Blackhawks, these other. For the other teams, it's going to be going showtime. I really am curious. I will be watching them like this with a beady little eye to see what they do in silly season. For Craig Button at the Memorial Cup, who's doing an outstanding job, we'll have more on that on episode 78. For Bruce, Craig, and myself, be good, be well. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.